It's the football, 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 and sometimes other sports show. Here's your host, AJ Nicoletti. What up? MFFSOSS.com. At FFFSOSS. Furniture, I'm Trish on TV, Station 3. What's up? What's happening? How's everybody doing? We got a big, big show on this Tuesday edition of the pod. Week two, great finishes in the National Football League. So we'll talk about those in the kickoff. Into an NFL week two recap, college football week three recap, footy back weekend, soccer recap, and then we have Champions League match day one preview and a look ahead to those matches. Then we'll do Sarah Pulaks and pick six at the end of the program. So we are back underway, football in full swing. We got the return of the EPL. So that was uh, very necessary and, and domestic leagues as well. But you know, I watch EPL the most. Out of the leagues for sure. So we got all that and football to recap. So kick it off. Great finishes in this week two. Uh, three of them in the one o'clock window. We had another two in the four o'clock window. The Sunday night game was good. And then one of the Monday night games was not really a well-played game, but at least an exciting finish. So Green Bay and Atlanta. Green Bay builds that lead. And Atlanta slowly kind of chips away, chips away, chips away, makes some plays down the stretch. And then get that win uh, to improve to two and zero. Packers drop to one and one. Seattle, Detroit, Lions with Goff blowing it almost with that interception. Then he leads them right down the field for a touchdown. Then they get the tying field goal as time expires, only to lose it in overtime. Geno to uh, lock it to end that game. So an exciting overtime finish there. And then another overtime game: Chargers Titans in Tennessee. Back and forth, Chargers go down the field, tie with a field goal, then lose to the Titans in overtime after they went three and out. And then we go to the four o'clock game. Giants are down twenty to nothing. They had played f- six quarters and were down sixty to nothing, had not scored a touchdown, and then come back in the second half of that game and beat the Arizona Cardinals thirty-one twenty-eight. Now I understand, you know, people being excited about the Giants coming back. You beat the Cardinals. You shouldn't have never been in that hole, but you can be excited for coming back. That's fine. Washington, Denver. I mean, you thought that Denver had put this team away early in the game for Washington to come out, come back in the second half. You thought they put them away with two Brian Robinson touchdowns, one to take the lead and one to give them the insurance. But then here come Russell Wilson and the Broncos. They get a field goal to make it an eight-point game. Then they force the three and out to get the ball back, and then he hits the Hail Mary on the like tip up in the air. It gets caught and walked into the end zone. Two-point play. Listen, Broncos fans have a gripe here. To not get this call at home is is pretty crazy because I understand, you know, you got to make the ref make a call sometimes, but that was a mugging in the end zone. That was an absolute mugging in the end zone. So, Washington, Detroit came down to a great finish. So three in the one o'clock, two in the afternoon. Then Sunday night, a game that heated up in the fourth quarter and had a very interesting finish in the sense of Gasecki being short and then lateraling it to a lineman for that lineman to be given the first down. Then review takes it back. So that was a crazy finish in a game where maybe it wasn't the most exciting. It was 17-3 at half. Dolphins led, but... Pats made a game of it into the fourth quarter for sure. 
And then Monday night, I mean, New Orleans-Carolina was kind of a dud. Credit New Orleans uh, for the win. But Cleveland-Pittsburgh, not a well-played game, but a very exciting finish in a, in a, in a tight game. Um, a good competitive contest, I guess you could say. And then you got the exciting finish being T.J. Watt picks up the Deshaun Watson fumble, gets into the end zone, gives the Steelers a lead. That was our second defensive touchdown of the night. And then they get the stop on 4th and 10 for the Watson incompletion, and then they get to kneel it out. So not the best night for the Steelers' offense, but defensively they get two touchdowns and a big stop late. And that's how the Steelers get to 1-1 one and one after not a great performance. So two overtime games. Atlanta takes a uh, lead late against Green Bay. Seattle beats Detroit after Detroit ties them in overtime. Tennessee beats the Chargers after the Chargers tie them to force overtime. Giants overcome a 20 to nothing deficit. Uh, Commanders come back in Denver only for the Broncos to have a shot to tie the game with a with an <laughs> untimed two-point play for it to come up short and they get a no-call. And then the night games, you know, again, Miami-New England, was it a well-played football game? Was it a back No, it wasn't really, but it got exciting. Pats made it a good finish, and, you know, anytime the O-lineman touches the ball, that's hilarious. I mean, that's great. So we had that going on, um, and then Cleveland-Pittsburgh, again, not the most well-played game of all time, but an exciting finish, an exciting finish for sure. So right then and there, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games out of, there's 32 teams, six, 16 games were pretty good. Pretty good. And then, you know, another one-score game in the New Orleans-Carolina game. So a couple other, you know, technically one-score games. San Francisco and the Rams were a one-score game because McVay kicked that field goal lead. But, you know, some really good football games. Now, is it the best played football? No. In some games, absolutely not. But if we get some close games, if we get some games going down to the wire and, and guys making plays, that's what we're looking for as fans, of course. So uh, some great finishes in Week 2, and hopefully that – this NFL season can build on that and uh, continue. All right, let's get into the NFL Week 2 recap. Thursday night, Vikings in Philadelphia taking on the Eagles. Eagles won at 34-28. I thought I had this game pegged. Even into the fourth quarter, I was like, I, I think I was 100% right about this game, scoring-wise and pace. And then they got touchdown, touchdown, touchdown at the end of the game, which pissed me, whatever, fine. Um Hurts hit Smith on a big play to set up an uh, Elliott field goal early on, so the Eagles were up 3-0. Powell then fumbled a punt return. Eagles recovered, but Hurts gets picked off. But then the next play, Madison fumbles. It all ends up leading to an Elliott missed field goal. So here come the Vikings. Cousins to Osborne for first downs. He had Hawkinson for a third down conversion. He had Jefferson to set up goal to go. Then back to Hawkinson for the touchdown. Vikings in front, 7-3. Eagles then go 16 plays. 13 of them were runs. Ends in a hurt sneak for a touchdown. Eagles back in front, 10-7. Cousins, Jefferson going in, but he fumbles. Ball goes over the pylon and out of bounds for a touchback. One of the best rules in the sport. If you disagree, you are a clown. Eagles get it back. 41 seconds left, three timeouts. And Elliott hits a 61-yarder to end the half. Eagles extend the lead to 13-7. Cousins then got stripped. Eagles recovered. It's goal to go. Hurts another sneak, so it's 20-7. Then he gets a deep ball to Devontae Smith, 27-7. Cousins then hits his own deep ball to Jordan Addison, the rookie. 
Eagles lead cut to 27-14. Then Vikings come back. He hits Jefferson again. Then he hits Osborne for a touchdown. They're within six, 27-21. But Swift, the big run for 43. Then he punched it in himself, 34-21. Cousins, Hawkinson, another touchdown connection. But the Eagles lead still comfortably. And then they recover the onside kick. End up putting it back for one play for the Vikings. But it falls incomplete. So the Eagles win on Thursday night. A game that you could say they were pretty much in control of, um, especially after the fumble of Jefferson going in. It's a different game if he scores a touchdown. Who knows? But Minnesota, too little, too late, and just not good enough. Eagles, I wouldn't say they were impressive, but still a win nonetheless. All right, Chicago and Tampa Bay. Two good wins from Tampa so far to start the season. They went at 27-17. They got on the board first with a McLaughlin field goal. Then the Bears uh, hit on a big play, Fields to Moore, and then Fields touchdown run. So the Bears are up 7-3. McLaughlin gets a field goal blocked, but the Bucks get it back. Baked to Evans, 70-yard connection. That set up goal to go, and White punched it in. So Bucks back in front, 10-7. A Cairo Santos field goal tied the game at 10 for the Bears, but a McLaughlin field goal at the end of the first half gave the Bucks a 13-10 lead at the break. Then Bake and Evans connect on the touchdown. You could have argued that he might, he probably shouldn't have got caught on the 70 yarder, but he got caught fine. Um, but they get the touchdown in the second half. Then Bears answer feels the Claypool touchdown. They're in the game again, but they get pinned deep in their own end. And one of the worst plays you'll see, because to get a pick six on a screen pass is, is horrendous. So, Fields throws a pick six there. They get it back, and then he throws another pick. So, um, Fields not good enough right now. I think everybody's said it. He's not throwing with anticipation, and in this league, you have to throw with anticipation. You have to know where your guys are going to be, where they're going to win on the field, where the holes in the zone defenses are, and you got to let the ball go before they're open, before they're in that space, because if you don't and you're late, it's a pick. It's just, and if you don't throw it, and you know you're late, and you know it's going to be a pick, now you've already hitched twice in a lot of these systems where, you know, the golden rule, if you've been paying attention about Aaron Rodgers, West Coast offense, all this kind of stuff, don't hitch to the same guy twice. Meaning, be ready to throw when you switch um, and go through your progressions with a hitch in your motion, but don't hitch to the same guy twice because then you're definitely late. Fields is not doing anything. Fields is... He seems to regress, and he's not throwing into windows that are open and having his guys come into those windows and catch the football. Whereas Tampa Bay, hey, give my guy Baker some credit, man. Give my guy Baker Mayfield some credit. Green Bay and Atlanta down there in the Dome. It's not the Dome anymore, we know, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, Mercedes-Benz. Atlanta wins 25-24. Ritter didn't start the game off well. He got picked off, but they got it back at least to a coup field goal. Then the Packers got into the end zone, and Jordan Love to read touchdown. And it's rookies and second-year guys out of that wide receiver room for Jordan Love. So imagine if he got some good veterans to throw to. We'll see. Uh, so Packers in front, 7-3. Falcons end up turning it over on downs. Leads to a Carlson field goal for the Packers. So they're up 7. Ritter to London, touchdown. Coup misses the extra point. So they're down 10-9 at the half. Uh, Green Bay in front by one, Falcons down. Love to Wicks, touchdown, Green Bay up 17-9. Then Ritter to Hollins, called a touchdown, um, then overturned. So they only get a coup field goal, so 17-12. Love to Reed, 24-12, Packers. 
Ritter to Hollins, big play. Then fourth down, Ritter touchdown. Packers lead cut to 24-19. Then a Falcon drive got stalled. They had a coup field goal to get within two. They get it back after the Packers did not do enough offensively to get another, uh, another scoring drive. Falcons get it back. And they get another coup field goal. This one took the lead, 25-24. Then the Packers have a fourth and 10. It originally gets called complete, even though it wasn't, but there was a legal shift. So the Falcons could have um, accepted the penalty and made the Packers do fourth down again. Or, since it was incomplete, Falcons should just decline the penalty and take over the ball on downs, and that's what they did. So Falcons get to 2-0. That's not a good loss for the Packers. That's one that they're going to want back. Um, 24 should be enough in this league when you think about it, if you think you have a good defense. And I know a lot of people blaming Barry, the, the, the D.C. there, and some of the schemes and stuff, sure. But a lot of Packers got to make more plays on defense, especially. Um, so, hey, credit the Falcons, but the Packers definitely have a bad taste in their mouth from that loss. That, that, that should have been a win down there in Atlanta for them. All right, AFC South matchup, Indy-Houston. Indy wins at 31-20. And, you know, to be fair to me, I think both these teams stink. I said that, but I guess Houston stinks a lot more than Indy. So, Richardson touchdown starts the game. Then Stroud uh, fumbles, short field for the Colts. Richardson, another touchdown. But injured on this play, out of the game at this point with a concussion. Stroud throws a touchdown pass to Collins, so they're within seven. Minshew in for Richardson. Um, Moss touchdown in the absence of Taylor, so 21-7. Fairborn makes a field goal, so they cut the lead to 11, 21-10. Minshew grants in touchdown, so it's 28-10 at the break. Colts in front on the road. A gay field goal made it 31-10. Fairbairn field goal, 31-13. And then Stroud threw a touchdown pass to another rookie, Dell. So that's how it got to 31-20. And then Fairbairn missed another field goal. That would have made it a eight-point game. Yes, it would have made it an eight-point game. So it uh, would have made it one possession, but missed field goal there. And Indy gets a road win in division. Seattle-Detroit talked about the finish and the kickoff. A fun game here. Obviously, I would hope. Detroit would have been on the other side because I had them in survivor pool locks and I don't really like Seattle as you know so Seattle wins it 37-31 in overtime got to give them credit a um, couple goal to go resets on the first scoring drive for Seattle with some flags on Detroit eventually gets punched in by Walker Goff to Reynolds to tie it up at seven lines turn it over on downs next possession they had fourth and four it was incomplete Myers misses a field goal. Then the Lions come back with a flea flicker touchdown. Goff to Raymond. Lions in front, 14-7. Myers missed a second field goal. Goff complete to St. Brown. He fumbles. It was last play of the half, so it's 14-7 at the break. Kenneth Walker touchdown after a Montgomery fumble. So we're tied at 14 early third quarter. Then Montgomery writes his wrong, 21-14 with a touchdown. Myers field goal makes it 21-17. Lions turn it over on downs again. Geno, Lockett, touchdown. Seattle back in front, 24-21. Then Goff, who was only about, I think, what, 30, 40 attempts away? Or, or yeah, attempts. Or, was it completions or attempts? I believe it was attempts. Like 40-odd so attempts away from breaking the all-time um, in-between picks record there. And he threw a pick six. Brutal. So Seattle up 31-21. But he came right back. Goff came right back. He was resilient. Another touchdown pass to Reynolds. 
their second connection on the day. Made it a three-point game. Seattle in front, 31-28. Then Geno took a huge sack. A horrendous decision. They're very lucky that this worked out um, because he took a huge sack. Lions get in field goal range. Patterson field goal ties it as the clock expires. So 31 up. We go to overtime. Geno, lock it. They connect. This time it ends the game. 37-31. So Seahawks get a really good road win. Unfortunately, on Barry Sanders Day for Detroit, you would have hoped that with the hype coming off that week one win in Kansas City, you're honoring your franchise's best player of all time. No disrespect to Calvin Johnson. Um, but you lose that one at home in overtime, and that's going to be that's a, that's a tough loss. That's a tough loss. Team that won at home in overtime, Tennessee, 27-24. Kept getting thrown off all day by Nissan Stadium having the turf now for the Titans. You know, you're used to grass, not good grass down there, all that kind of stuff. But it was turf. Titans win it overtime, 27-24. They turned it over on downs early in the game. Herbert to Williams, a four-down conversion, led to a dicker field goal. So they up 3 nothing. the Chargers were. Then they get it back. Herbert, Allen, touchdown. They get the two-point play. It's 11-0. Tannehill then hit a big play to Burks, and Derrick Henry punched it in. So the Charger lead cut to 11-7. Dicker field goal made a 14-7, and a Folk field goal for the Titans uh, cut that lead to 14-10 for the Chargers at the break. Titans then drive down the field pretty much courtesy of flags. Tannehill touchdown at the end of it. They're back in front. 17. Oh, they're in front for the first time. My apologies. 17-14. Herbert. Keenan Allen, touchdown, Chargers, 21-17. Then Tannehill finds Westbrook and Kinney back in the end zone. Titans back in front at this point, 24-21. Herbert then took a sack. They had an opportunity to possibly win the game with the touchdown. He takes a sack, but Dicker still bails him out with the field goal, ties it as the clock expires. So we're up, uh, we're even at 24, going to overtime. Chargers get it first and go three and out. Horrendous possession for them. And Titans get into field goal range. Folk field goal wins it. And that's how they get the W. 27-24. Baltimore and Cincinnati. This is a bad job out of Cincinnati. Uh, clearly Burrow is banged up. Clearly they are missing their safeties on the back end. And their offensive line isn't doing them any favors right now. So a lot of issues with Cincinnati. Give Baltimore their credit, but again, a game that I wasn't necessarily impressed with with Baltimore that much at all. Um, they take the lead, seven nothing on a Gus Edwards touchdown, shout out Rutgers, and then they're moving it again. And Tucker actually missed uh, a field goal. It was a long attempt, but he missed it. And a punt return gets the Bengals on the board, so we're not at seven up. Tucker field goal put him in front, ten seven, and then McPherson field goal for the Bengals. Tied it at 10 and a Tucker field goal at the end of the half. Gave the Ravens a 13-10 lead after two quarters. Bengals were then going in. Burrow late over the middle in the red zone and, and towards the end zone. Those windows get condensed. Um, the speed of receivers isn't as big of a factor when the field is condensed like that. So you got to be early. You got to be, be on time. But if anything, you got to be a little early with your throws sometimes. In those windows when they're closing quickly or more quick in the red zone. That situation. So he gets picked off when they're going in. Then Lamar finds Mark Andrews for his first touchdown of the season. Baltimore increases the lead to 20-10. to 10. 
Burrow to Boyd's third down conversion. Burrow to Higgins touchdown. They're back in the game. And, like, that's what you're kind of looking for from the Bengals. That was a great drive. It ends in a touchdown with Higgins just being bigger um, than the DB on the outside. And give them credit. They got back in the game, but then they gave up a score. Lamar to Aguilar, touchdown. And then Burrow comes right back to Higgins again, touchdown. So they're within three. And the Bengals kick it deep with 3.28 and two timeouts left, but the Ravens do a great job of running the clock out. And that's how they win it in the AFC North showdown. So Ravens off to 2-0, Bengals 0-2. Vegas and Buffalo. And this was a get-right game for the Bills. It didn't start off great with the Raiders taking a 7-0 lead on a Jimmy G to Devontae Adams' screen touchdown, which was well-blocked and well-executed. But then Jimmy G gets picked off. It's goal to go. Latavius Murray ties the game against his former team. Bills get it back. Allen knocks. Touchdown. A Carlson field goal cut the lead to four. 14-10 for the Bills. And then Bills going in, but fourth and goal. Allen's incomplete. They get it back. Allen to Shakir. Touchdown. Bills up 21-10. Half end shortly after that. Fourth and goal. They go for it again. Allen gave Davis. Touchdown. 28-10. Jimmy G got picked off again. Bass. Field goal. 31-10. Harris, touchdown, 38-10. And then, uh, well, he fumbles, but it, was, it didn't really matter. It was 38-10. So, Bills at home, right the ship from a not good offensive performance on the Monday night loss against the Jets. And they went at home against the Raiders. Chiefs, Jags, I think everybody was excited about this game. The capability of the quarterbacks and offenses and Two good offensive staffs, and it ends up being 17-9. Kansas City wins it. Uh, muff punt by the Chiefs. Jags set up, but they only get a, a field goal from McManus out of it. So they're up 3-0. Then Mahomes complete. Uh, ball gets stripped. Jags end up recovering. Lawrence to Agnew. He fumbles. Then Mahomes gets picked off on a deep ball. So just so many turnovers early on. Uh, defense is playing pretty good, but the offense is yet to settle in. They really didn't until the end of the game. Yeah, Lawrence sacked uh, Mahomes to Sky Moore for a touchdown. Chiefs in front 7-3. McManus field goal cut it to one, so it's 7-6 at the half for in front of the uh, for the Chiefs. Mahomes to Kelsey, touchdown. I and Eagle with the flex pace. Taylor Swift preference, which was hilarious. I and Eagle's the best, man. So uh, that increased the lead to 14-6. Then they got a DPI, set up a goal to go for the Jags. Can't punch it in again. A third McManus field goal. Butker restores the eight-point lead with a field goal of his own. And then the Jags had fourth and 12. Lawrence to Ridley out of the back of the end zone. Turnover on downs. And the Chiefs end up milking the last four minutes and 18 seconds of the game, which is just the next, like, a great... Um, showing of what great teams do. Up eight points, four minutes left. A great team, a winning team, does not give the ball back to the other team so they could possibly tie the game. You just don't do it. And the Chiefs didn't do it. Give them a bunch of credit. So that was the one o'clock slate. How about the afternoon? Niners, Rams, and SoFi. So many Niners fans. Oh, my God. They win it 30-23. to McCaffrey scores on a play. I don't know how he scored. He got hit. 
so many times. He still gets into the end zone, so they're up 7-0. A Maher field goal cuts into the lead for the Rams. Then a Moody field goal made it 7 again. Stafford, Kylan Williams ties the game on a touchdown pass, 10-10. Then a Kylan Williams touchdown on the ground gave the Rams a 17-10 lead. But interesting situation towards the end of the half with the clock winding down, no timeouts, and instead of trotting out Moody again for a very, very short field goal, on fourth down, Shanahan goes for it, and Purdy gets into the end zone. So they tie the game on the last play of the half. Stafford then got picked off. A long Moody field goal put the Niners back in front, 20-17. Purdy to Debo, touchdown, made it 27-17. A Maher field goal made it a seven-point game again, but Stafford and the Rams get the ball back. He's intercepted once again. Leads to a Moody field goal to give the 10-point lead and advantage back to the Niners. Rams turn over and down, so they end up getting it back. And then with one of the more interesting field goal choices, Maher trots out there. The Rams lose by 7 instead of 10. And depending on where you got the number, you either won or lost on that field goal. So Niners, you know, were they as impressive as last week in Pittsburgh? No. Um, Debo to get on the board and touchdown I think is big I think the Rams are going to be a much better team than a lot of people thought and even though they lost the game that game last year they get blown out in this year they lose by 7 now you can say theoretically they lost by 10 well they lost by 7 and hey credit the Niners Good football team. I've always said that. Giants, Cardinals, Giants come from behind. We alluded to it at the top of the show. Giants win at 31-28. And they were down 20 to nothing at the half. Prater missed the field goal, but the Cardinals came back. Touchdown drives, finishing in a Connor run, a Dobbs run. Then Prater field goal made it 17-0. Then Jones picked off, unfortunately, another ball off Barkley. Um... And that lead to, led to a Prater field goal, so it's 20 to nothing at the half. Jones then gets into the end zone for the first Giants points of the season. First Giant touchdown of the season. Took six quarters. Then Dobbs threw a pick, but it comes back after a flag. Then Dobbs to Hollywood Brown. Touchdown, two-point play good. So Arizona up 28-7. And even though the Giants showed you something on that first drive of the second half, 28-7 at home, you should put the team away, right? Well, here come the Giants. Barkley touchdown, cuts it to 14 then Jones finds Barkley out of the backfield, 28-21 for a touchdown. Then Jones, Hodgins, touchdown, tie game, right? So we're at 28-28. And then the Giants get into field goal range. And O makes it with 19 seconds left, puts them up 31-28. And then the Dobbs Hail Mary isn't even close. So you could have a couple takeaways here if you're a Giant fan. One, you could be very, very excited that you won the football game. I'm not taking that away from you. You can be very excited. You got to come from behind win. Fantastic. You were down 20 to nothing to Arizona. Team that might end up being the worst team in the league. So, I understand you won the game, but through the first six quarters of this season, you've been horrendous. Now, the last two, I'd say have been much better football, for sure. You lose Barkley now, that sucks, but... Let's just 
You be excited you won a football game. That's all I'm saying. But just wrangling it a little bit. A little bit. Another wild finish. Washington Denver. Commies win it 35-33. Started with the Joey Sly missed field goal. Then a McLaughlin touchdown for the Broncos on the ground. Sly then made a field goal to get the Commies on the board. So the lead 7-3. Russ to Mims touchdown 14-3. Russ to Johnson touchdown. Broncos up 21-3. And you're thinking, okay, Sean Payton. This is the team we've been kind of looking for with Russell Wilson. Points from the offense and a good defensive effort. Well, then Russ got sacked. He fumbles. Fourth and goal. Howell, the Thomas touchdown. He got absolutely clocked. Jackson gets ejected. They go for two. They get it. So it's 21-11. And then a Joey Sly field goal at the end of the half makes it 21-14. So just like that, they were down 21-3. Then at the end of the half, it was 21-14. Not bad. Closes the seven. Good job. Then they get the team game tied in the second half. Howell and McLaurin touchdown. Russ got picked off, but Sly misses the field goal that would have put him ahead. Lutz makes the field goal that gives the Broncos a 24-21 lead. But here come the commies. Good run game. Howell was smart with the football. Robinson punches it in. They're in front 28-24. They get it back. Go down the field again. Robinson touchdown. 35-24. Then Broncos kicked a field goal that cut it to 35-27. Commies recover the onside kick, but they go three and out. So Broncos somehow have a chance. And the only way they have a chance is if a Hail Mary gets caught in the end zone and they get the two-point play inside the game. Well, step one happened. Russ chucks it down the field. Deflected, deflected, tipped, and then caught and walked into the end zone. So they're within two. And then the two-point play, as we talked about. I mean, that's that's P.I. Early, turned him, didn't let him get a hand. Like, he, the D-back, was like, I'm not going to let this guy catch this on me. So I'm going to make the official make a call. And if he does, he does. But if he doesn't, we win the football game. And the official didn't make a call. So I think Broncos got robbed of at least another shot to try to get the two-point play. And if they do, maybe they win the football game. But (sighs) crazy. What a finish. Jets, Cowboys. I'm not going to run my mouth, but I'm sure I got some texts from Jet fans and I was seeing some tweets at 10-7. We're in the game. Well... Well, anyway, Cowboys opening drive, 12 plays right down the field. Dak, Ferguson, touchdown, Cowboys in front, 7-0. They get it back, then they convert three third downs, but they stall for an Aubrey field goal. That was a theme, ton of Aubrey field goals in this game. Wilson to Wilson on the long slant, touchdown for the Jets, 10-7 the lead for the Cowboys. Then they go 13 plays right down the field again. Goal to go, Dak, Schoonmaker, his first touchdown as a rookie. They go for two after another flag and get it. 18-7, Cowboys up. Just got a good drive going. Uh, ends in a Siebert field goal because Greg Deleg was hurt. And it's 18-10 at that point, half end shortly after. Cowboys settled for a second Aubrey field goal. So it's 21-10. Then Micah made one of the best plays you'll ever see. And unfortunately, he got kind of touched on the ground because... He basically did what he did in the Bear game last year, which was take the ball away from someone and then score. So 
He did that, but it comes back. Leads to another Aubrey field goal. Cowboys get it back. A fourth field goal, 27-10 at this point. Wilson gets picked off. Fifth Aubrey field goal. Wilson gets picked off. Cowboys give it back. Wilson gets picked off again. So, Cowboys get another bunch of turnovers. Dan Quinn's defense has only given up 10 points through eight quarters of football. They've almost, if you count the special teams, the defense and special teams is outscoring two other teams that have played. <laughs> um, so we'll see. This Cowboy team could be special. We'll see. Play good football. And I, I understand people not blaming Zach Wilson. Um, he wasn't great, but I think the Cowboys, like the fact that the Jets were still theoretically in the game, um, the Jets were very lucky. Because, again, the Cowboys kicked five field goals. So, if two of those are touchdowns, we're talking about a much bigger um, differential point, points-wise, okay? Anyway, Sunday night, Miami-New England. This is the best game, but it kind of woke up. It kind of woke up. Um, Dolphins win a 24-17. Sanders field goal gets the scoring started. Then a Jones complete to Douglas, but he gets stripped. So, that set up a Moster touchdown. Dolphins up 10-0. Ryland field goal for the Pats, 10-3. Dolphins got it back after a touchback. One timeout, 149 on the clock. Two ago, seven for seven. And then he ends the drive with a touchdown to Tyree Kill. Miami in front, 17-3 as the first half comes to a close. Then one of the plays that you would see in like your Madden franchise mode or you're playing your friend and you can see when he's about to snap the ball. Great field goal block. Great field goal block. Um, but the Pats didn't do anything off it. Jones gets picked off on a deep shot near the goal line. Pats get it back. Jones, big scramble, convert a third and long. Then he finds Hunter Henry for a touchdown, so it's 17-10. And probably shouldn't have been a touchdown, but whatever. You're not allowed to block and then catch a pass. It's like a rule. Henry was clearly blocking, and then he caught a pass. I don't know. So 17-10, two of them just chucks a deep ball, and I understand Tyreek Hill's down there, and he's good at these jump balls and stuff in one-on-one, but Christian Gonzalez made a great play. You got to give that kid a bunch of credit. That was a great play. Um, Dolphins do get it back, and then Mostert breaks through everybody inside zone, as Collinsworth pointed out. 43-yard touchdown run, 24-10. So basically you're thinking, all right, put them away, right? That's just should do it. Well, Pats go no huddle. It ends in a Stevenson touchdown, so it's 24-17. Hit on Waddle, kept the Dolphins drive going, and then Sanders misses the field goal that theoretically would have put the game away. Two scores, two minutes left. It's very tough, right? Well, Pats get it back. 2.14 left, two timeouts at their own 45. And fourth and four, Jones completes to Gazeki. He's going to get tackled short. His forward progress is not the line to gain. And heads up play, he flips it to Strange, and it looked like Strange, the offensive lineman, got the first down. I, I mean, I, I thought he got the first down. Truly, I thought he was like, first down, easy. Well, he's short. Replay overturns it. Dolphins kneel it out. Good win for the Dolphins in division on the road. And uh, they're 2-0. And they're a very good football team as well. So that was the Sunday night game. Let's go to the Monday night split time. Double header, I guess you could say. But two games on Monday night. First of the two to kick off, New Orleans visiting Carolina. Bryce Young first home start, the home opener for the Panthers. Saints win to 27. 
Pinheiro got the Panthers on the board with a long field goal, so it was 3-0, and a long Saints drive stalled for a groupie field goal, tied at 3. Saints got it back, settled for another groupie field goal, gave them a 6-3 lead. Then we had some turnovers. Carr got picked off. Bryce Young got stripped, so the half ends with the same score, 6-3. New Orleans, short field for the Panthers, managed to add a second Pinheiro field goal, so we were tied at 6. Carr to Olave, big sideline shot, great catch, one hand on that far sideline. Sets up a Jones touchdown. New Orleans up 13-6. to six. Uh, Young, a big scramble, but they only get to add a third Pinheiro field goal. They couldn't get into the end zone, so 13-9. Carter Shahid, another deep sideline shot. Another Jones touchdown run for the Saints. That made it 20-9. Panthers go down the field. Young to Thielen, touchdown, two-point play. Good, so they make it a three-point game. 116 left, but the Saints recover the onside kick. Run out the clock. So New Orleans improves to 2-0. and Carolina drops to 0-2. New Orleans, Tampa, and Atlanta. 2-0 and in the NFC South. All three of those teams. Second to kick off, Cleveland-Pittsburgh. Better game. Pittsburgh wins it 22-16. First play of the game, Watson picked off on a deflection. Highsmith runs it back. Touchdown, Pittsburgh. So defensive touchdown to start it. 7-0 Stullers. Browns move it. Uh, into Steeler range where they settle for a Hopkins field goal. So on the board, 7-3. Pickett then got intercepted. Browns get nothing out of it after Hopkins misses a field goal. Fourth down, Browns ball. They go for it. Watson fumbles. He gets it back. They think he might have gotten the first down. They're determining the spot. It goes to replay, but the refs ruled the Steelers recovered it. Um, however, Pickett completes Olszewski. He fumbles. Browns end up returning it. Almost fumble the ball out of bounds. Uh, but they do fumble it out of bounds, and it is still their ball because they had possession. Steelers could not recover it before it went out of bounds. Short field for Cleveland. Chubb gets carted off after he collided with Minka Fitzpatrick. He was also injured on that play and then later in the game as well. Watson, a four touchdown. Two-point play is good. Cleveland, 11-7. Then a short field for the Steelers after a punt return. That led to a long Boswell field goal. Brown lead cut to 11-10. Pickett, Pickens, I mean, he hit him on the slant. He took a shot for it. Kenny Pickett did, but then Pickens did the rest all the way into the end zone. 71-yard touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Two-point play, no good. Pittsburgh up 16-11. Hopkins hit a long field goal to cut the stellar lead to 16-14, half and shortly after. Boswell field goal opens up the half for the Steelers, 19-14. Then in for the injured Chubb, Ford. 69-yard run, nearly a 70-yard touchdown run. He gets tackled at the one. They get into the end zone. Two-point play, good. Cleveland up 22-19. They get it back. Watson doing Joku complete, but the ball gets punched out. Steelers recover. Nothing comes out of it. Then Watson stripped in his own end. Watt picks it up. Scoop and score. Steelers lead 26-22. Browns got it back. Two timeouts. 2.55 left at their own 25 but they end up turning it over on downs. That's how the Steelers get a big win in the AFC North at home on Monday Night Football. If you saw that stat, I think that's 13 out of 14 on Monday Night for them, and it's their 53rd win on Monday Night Football. I think it's the most ever. So since that property has been created for ABC slash ESPN, the Steelers have been pretty good on Monday Night Football, especially at home. So Steelers get a win. Good game. Not a well-played game, but a good game. And Cleveland falls to 1-1, one and, one, and they lose their star running back in the process. All right, over to the student-athletes. College Football Week 3 recap. 
And hopefully you listened about Apple Picking because it wasn't the best slate. I told you that. There weren't a lot of great games. A couple good finishes here and there, but not overly not a great, great slate. I think only two of the top 25 lost, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe three. Uh, yeah, I think two. So Miami beat Bethany Cookman 48-7. Van Dyke, two touchdowns and a win. LSU hammered Mississippi State. Oh, my God. 41-14. Daniels, two touchdowns in the route. FSU, BC. BC uh, FSU escapes. 31-29. Red bandana game. Was not aware of that. Wish I was made aware of that. Otherwise, I would have picked BC. Uh, to cover, certainly. Valiant effort. Uh, but they were chasing points. And they didn't have to go for two at some points of the game. They did. And it ends up costing them because... They should be at least tied or possibly even winning because they were chasing the points, but they're down two. They need a stop at the ball back. They're about to get the stop on a third down, but it's a face mask, and it was a face mask, and Florida State kept the ball and then ran the clock out. So Knowles escaped ahead of their showdown with Clemson. Penn State on the road in Illinois. Five takeaways for the Penn State defense, 30-13. to 13, They beat the Illini down. Kansas State was one of the top 25 teams that lost. Mizzou beat them 30-27. Kansas State was going in to win the game with either a field goal or a touchdown. Incompletions stalled the drive. They were they were walking into field goal range, and then a couple penalties knocked them out of it. And then Mizzou ends up getting into Memphis range, even though it was a long kick. Give the guy a bunch of credit. Outstanding kick. And uh, Mizzou wins it 32-27. Drinkwitz, big win for him. Utah Hammers, Weaver State, 31-7. Notre Dame beats up on Central Michigan, 41-17. Hartman, three touchdowns on the win. Iowa puts up 40, 41-10 over Western Michigan. Oregon State wins the game. Not impressive, but 26-9. I think Ogalele had two picks. Duke beats Northwestern, 38-14. Oklahoma, Gabriel, five touchdowns in a 66-17 route of Tulsa. Bama USF, weird game with the lightning delays, with the field, with Bama playing three quarterbacks and <sighs> Tommy Reese has just got to be like, can I get somebody who can just throw the ball, to the open guy and call the place? Like that's all he's looking for. You don't need a world beater at Alabama. Now we understand, you know, Tua and Bryce Young, we've had some really good quarterbacks that can spin it and play at Bama. But we also had a lot of game managers win national championships for Nick Saban and game manager is not a knock because game managers have won Super Bowls and national championships and, can't take those rings away, okay? So, Bama defense was outstanding. Bama offense was not. They, fortunately, win the game 17-3. Georgia was in a scare with South Carolina early, but then the second half turned it on. Dogs win it 24-14. UNC over Minnesota 31-13. May, two touchdowns, two picks in the win. Ohio State beats up on Western Kentucky 63-10. McCord, three touchdowns. Number eight, Washington in East Lansing, taking on Michigan State. Michigan State has plenty of problems on the field and off the field. Penix, four touchdowns in the 41-7 route for the Huskies. UCLA beats up on NC Central 59-7 to at the Rose Bowl. Wazoo beats Northern Colorado 64-21. Ward, four touchdown passes. And here's another upset. Tennessee on the road in Florida in the Swamp. They just can't win down there, folks. Florida wins it 29-16. Etienne, a great rushing performance, 172 and a touchdown for the Gators. Who outscored Tennessee in the second quarter 20 nothing? That gave the Gators that big cushion to knock the Vols off. And a big win for Florida. Ole Miss beats Georgia Tech 48-23. It was a dark game on the ground. It was pretty good on the ground for them. Not 
prolific through the air, but good on the ground for Ole Miss. 48-23. Michigan beats Bowling Green. Suspension over for Harbaugh now as they get ready for an unbeaten Rutgers team. Ooh, that, that game's not a ranked game? Just kidding, just kidding. Uh, 31-6 for Michigan. McCarthy, not good. Quorum was. Texas beats Wyoming 31-10. Texas scored 21 points in the fourth quarter to make this one look better because they let Wyoming hang around. And they win the game. Though. Hawaii, Oregon. Oregon wins at 55-10. Knicks, three touchdowns in the win. And then Colorado State, Colorado. What a game this was. Two overtimes. Wild game. Colorado State came to play. Credits to them. But Hunter knocked out of the game with a cheap shot. Um, Colorado wins at 43-35. They were struggling. And they were able to turn it on. And people complain about rushing the field. Listen, one, college kids. What are you going to do? They're just going to rush the field. And two, Colorado just hasn't been good in a long time. And I understand they're 23-point favorites, but there are a lot of people that don't care about gambling. I, I understand that's hard for people to hear, and myself as a degenerate, like, for me to even say it, it's like, <gasps> but guys, I, I got to tell you, the chem student that that's their first football game that they went to and the people that they live with in their dorm are like, we're going on the field, let them go on the field. Let them go on the field. Okay, that's all I'm saying. Let's let's. Why do we gotta complain about everything? As long as nobody gets hurt and the goalposts don't come down and the other team can get to their locker room safely, I'm all for it. Now, the second we get, you know, fights or player safety with the away team, then I'm then I'm gonna be like, hey, let's make this more safe. But let the college kids on the field, man. Let them on the field. So we are set up for next weekend, by the way. Thursday's college football segment is going to be awesome. I believe right now there are six games between ranked opponents, including the showdown in South Bend. Notre Dame hosting Ohio State. That's going to be very, very exciting. All right, from college football, let's go to footy. Weekend soccer recap with EPL and all the domestic leagues being back. Wolves, Liverpool at Monliu. It did not start well for Liverpool, but it did end well. Hwang got Wolves on the board, but then three unanswered goals for Liverpool. Cody Yakpo early on in the second half, the equalizer. Then Robertson 1-2 with Salah. He gets it back and scores. Captain on the day. Gave Liverpool the winner. Then Salah set up uh, Harvey Elliott off the bench. And it looked like it was an Elliott great strike, but it ends up being deflected. goes down as an own goal. So 3-1, Liverpool win it. Still unbeaten. West Ham, Man City at the London Stadium. So... What a week from the sidemen and West Ham and West Ham host Man City. Wild. And similar story here. West Ham, the host, went up 1-0. And it was a James Ward Prowse goal. A header for James Ward Prowse. Very, very rare header. But City were really great. And they weren't great for long, but they were great in spurts. And sometimes that's all you need because Doku has come in and just run at people, which is what Pep has asked him to do. Gets his first goal for City. Bernardo Silva gets on the board. And then Erling Holland, who had four, four or five, I don't want to say point blank, but four or five really, really, really good scoring chances. And didn't score, and then he got his goal. So, City went at 3-1. Tottenham, Sheffield United, what a match this was. Um, if you caught this one, Sheffield United score, hammer, and then it was a stoppage time equalizer from Richarlison, who I am not a fan of, but I will um, commend him for talking about mental health and all that stuff. Cool moment for him to score. And then 
he gets the assist because he says of Kulisevsky for the Sabershine winner. And the place erupted even more. So, McBurney got sent off for a second yellow descent, which was a bad, bad refereeing decision. Horrendous. But Big Ange, Tottenham, 2-1 at home. Never say die kind of moment. That's big for the club. So, good for Tottenham. And they set up a, a North London derby at the Emirates. Oh, baby. That's going to be exciting. Manchester United-Brighton. Brighton have Manchester United's number, especially at Old Trafford. They win it 3-1. Danny Welbeck, Pascal Gross, Jao Pedro, all scoring for Brighton. Hannibal, the youngster for Manchester United, got their lone goal. And I understand United have a lot of injuries, but Ten Hag isn't doing himself any favors, that's for sure. That's all I'll say about that. Fulham, Luton, Fulham win it 1-0. Vinicius, a goal scorer for Marco Silva's Fulham. Villa Crystal Palace, this is another wild game. Villa win it 3-1. Edward got Crystal Palace on the board first. Then it's a run equalizer, 87th minute. Then we had a lot of stoppage time. Penalty given for Villa. Luis scores it in stoppage time, gives him a 2-1 lead. And then Leon Bailey, late goal for insurance, made it 3-1. Newcastle-Brentford. Thought this game would have been a little more up and down with some scoring, but it was only a Callum Wilson penalty loan action on the score sheet to give Newcastle the three points at home. Bournemouth Chelsea finished nil-nil. Chelsea had the ball in the net, but it comes back on an offside. Everton Arsenal. Arsenal ended up winning it one nil. They had had a horrific record going to Goodison Park. One draw, four losses, last five trips, if I'm not mistaken, to Goodison. And it was headed for nil-nil or headed for maybe 1-0 Everton because at some point, Sean Dyche was going to let his team come out of their shell, but who knows. They didn't until they had to, but it was too late. Trossard, brilliant finish uh, coming in for Martinelli, who had the ball in the net, but it gets ruled offside, and he has to leave the game because of an injury on that moment. But Trossard rescues the points for Arsenal, 1-0, three, uh, three points. Forrest Burnley on Monday, 1-1 at finish. Amdouni scored for Burnley, and then Hudson Adoy in his debut at the City Ground, an absolute banger of an equalizer. Foster got sent off straight red for an elbow. I think it was near stoppage time, if not stoppage time, so he'll be suspended for Burnley. But Burnley get a point. Forrest also get a point at home. La Liga, Valencia Atletico Valencia win it three to nil. Barcelona beat Real Betis five nil. Jao, Felix. Lewandowski, Fernand Torres, Rafinha, and Jao Cancelo all on the score sheet for Barcelona. So five different goal scorers there. Then Real Madrid beat Real Sociedad 2-1. Bellingham not on the score sheet. Valverde and Jocelyn on. So that one finished 2-1 Madrid. Syria, Juventus, Lazio, Juventus win at 3-1. Vlahovic, Brace, Chiesa, Luis Alberto scored in the loss. Inter beat AC Milan. 5-1. Megatarian brace. Taram score. Kalangalu score. Fertesi scores. They outscored and lost for AC Milan. Genoa and Napoli finished 2-2. Florentina beat Atalanta 3-2. And Roma put up seven past Empoli. Dybala got two of them. Sanchez got one of them. And Lukaku, his first Roma goal. Bundesliga. Munich Leverkusen. 2-2 draw. Listen, Chami Alonso's got Leverkusen playing really well. Um, give him a bunch of credit. He's a hell of a manager. He is a hell of a manager. Um, Kane and Goretzka, the goal scorers for Munich in the draw. 
Dortmund beat Freiburg 4-2. Hummels a brace. Mullen and Royce, the other goal scorers. Rebel Leipzig beat Augsburg 3-0. Simmons and Rom. Ligo Nice beat PSG. Mbappe had a brace in the loss. And we have our first match day of Champions League football. So you got to kind of give, see what the teams are. I've already told you who I think is going to go through um, in each group, I'm pretty sure. So if we haven't already, uh, Athletic and Lazio, City and Red Bull Leipzig, Barca and Porto, Munich and, oh, I want to say Galatasaray, but I can't, Menu, Arsenal, Sevilla, Real Madrid, Napoli, Inter, Benfica. And then in Group F, I'm going to go for a shocker. I'm going to go Dortmund and Milan. Shocker from Group F. I think PSG and Newcastle go out, which probably won't happen, but that's what I'll go with. So, match day one, Lazio, Atletico in Italy. Atletico, always cagey, always start fights in all these games. So, I wouldn't be shocked if that's nil-nil. Fenendor, Celtic, Celtic are not great away from home in these competitions. PSG Dortmund, that's going to be a really interesting match. Um, a lot of young players for Dortmund. Can the veterans of that team settle them down? It's not Messi, Neymar, Mbappe anymore. Yes, it's still Mbappe, but it is a much different PSG side, so it'll be much different. And Milan Newcastle in the San Siro. What are we going to get out of Newcastle? It seems like the Premier League... Not that they're over it, but they have their eye on the Champions League. So let's see what happens. Man City hosts Red, Red Star Belgrade. They're probably going to beat them 4-0. Young Boys take on Red Bull Leipzig. Barca hosts Antwerp. Shakhtar hosts Porto. That's an interesting group, Group H. Very interesting group. Um, and then on Wednesday, Munich Man U. So the big match in Group A on display on uh, Wednesday. Galatasaray take on Copenhagen. Arsenal back in the Champions League. First time in six years, if I'm not mistaken. They play PSV at the Emirates. Sevilla at Len. Real Madrid at home against Union Berlin. Braga at home against Napoli. Real Sociedad. Welcome, Inter. And then Salzburg travel to Benfica. So that is Champions League match day one. We'll recap those matches on Thursday's show. All right. Back to the NFL for the picks portion of the show for week two. So Robert Pulak's two and one. Brings the record to 5-1. Philly versus Minnesota win. Buffalo at home versus Vegas a win. And Detroit was a loss at home against Seattle in overtime. Um, I thought we had that one. Not that we had it wrapped up, but I was like, all right, we got a good shot at this game. Possibly a 3-0 and because um, the Bills were in control by then when the line game was you know, getting decided. And we already won on Thursday, so I'm like, hey, here we go. Maybe, possibly, back-to-back 3-0. and Nope. Detroit losing overtime. Seattle gets the win. So two and one on the week, five and one overall. Pick six coming off the five and one week. Well, you knew that would balance out. Two and four. Minnesota Philly under forty nine. I still think I was on the right side of that game. They had touchdowns that were meaningless in the fourth quarter. I don't care what anyone says. Um, game was decided. I went to bat for Cincinnati again. I I gotta make a note. I'm gonna make a note going forward. Do not bet on Joe Burrow first two weeks of the season. In fact, probably bet against them. So Cincinnati minus three at home against Baltimore is a loser. Vegas Buffalo over 47 winner. We needed a late touchdown because Vegas was not holding their own. Buffalo was doing the lion's share of work, which I certainly appreciated for them. 
So that was a win. Rams plus eight against the Niners. I should be really thanking McVay because this would be one and five, and I would be six and six after two weeks. Had it not been for Sean McVay, plus eight, uh, kicking that field goal. So we so we love Sean McVay for that one. Denver minus three versus Washington. I, I was on the right side of this game. I don't care what anyone says about Washington. They're not a good football team. Neither is Denver, but win a game at home. You're up 21-3. That's, I'm sorry. Put the game away. Like, do not, you cannot lose that game at home. So Denver stinks. I'm probably done with them. And then Cleveland-Pittsburgh under 42. I'm still going to say I think I was on the right side of that because what do we got here? We got uh, two defensive touchdowns. Okay. A touchdown with a two-point conversion, right? Score half uh field goals at the end of the half and start of the half. So I listen, I still think that's the right side under forty two, even though it was a loser. So I think the two unders were the right sides, and we lost them. It is what it is, and usually prime time unders are not the worst bets. So it is what it is. So two and four in the week, seven and five overall. That five and one got erased very very quickly. That plus four games got erased very very quickly. Just plus two now through two weeks. So seven and five. We try to get back on the right side of the weekly record on Thursday's show when we do survive for locks and pick six again. So um, Thursday's show, we will recap Jamie's League match day one. Looking forward to that on Tuesday and Wednesday. Look ahead to another big week in the National Football League, week three, where we will have some marquee matchups. But the real marquee matchups are on Saturday and this weekend because we got six right now ranked versus ranked in college football and some other matchups that are pretty intriguing as well. So a gigantic preview of a pod coming on Thursday, NFL week three, college football week four, which is a loaded slate. We will do deep dives into those games, recap Champions League match day one, and then a look ahead to the weekend soccer schedule. All that and more on Thursday's show. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. We will talk to you on Thursday. Until then, peace. Football, football, and sometimes other sports show. Sounds like me.